This podcast is recorded and produced on the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Blackbirds acknowledges and pays respects to elders past and present. Sovereignty was never ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. No offence, but... No offence, but you guys suck. Oh, no offence, though. Like, no offence. Great Britain has now become Snowflake Central. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Look, no offence, but... Oh, oh my God. Hello and welcome back to another episode of No Offence But, a Blackbirds podcast. My name is Aisha. I'm the artistic director of Blackbirds and the host of this podcast. Shout out to everyone who's in lockdown, who's still in lockdown, who's just entered a lockdown. I see you, I hear you, I feel you. We will get through it. We will be okay. Remember to be kind to yourself. It's fine if you don't want to do anything. It's fine if you want to do everything. Take it a day at a time and just breathe. Okay, so today on the podcast, I am joined once again by the fabulous Basha Alman. Basha is a black queer model, stylist, creative director, nutrition student and performer who is also a part of the Eora Ballroom community as a house of silky child, sex siren, body and face grand prize winner. Woohoo, go Basha. She creates art to empower and celebrate the black femme body and to show how powerful and sacred all bodies are. In this episode, Basha and I go through the eight signs, the eight red flags of a toxic relationship. Child, we've all been there. So tune in, buckle in, have a glass of wine if you want. Let's go. Okay, Basha, when was the last time you were offended? Oh my God, yesterday. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Oh God, because I got into a fight with my real estate agent <sighs> because our power went off and you know i was calling asking what we could do is there a way to fix it other than like the main power board in our house you know and he was like you know there's a key to the power board for the main for the whole building he's like it's this person in this apartment has it i was like interesting that some random person in the building has it but okay went to the apartment the person who has it works night shifts i'm like what do you mean (laughs) like how on earth what if the whole building power went out literally anyway i tried to talk to this real estate agent and he just did not like the fact that i was being assertive with him i was just like he started giving me attitude and i i will give it back you know like there's just absolutely no way that you're going to talk to me like shit Mm -hmm. sir Mm -hmm. you know so i was just really offended because he was getting so emotional i couldn't even believe it i was like sir keep it professional darling like (laughs) You know, he, he then he sent me a paragraph. He sent me a whole text. And I was like, is this my boyfriend? Like, did we just have a fight? Like, are we together? Because he was so emotionally charged. It was insane. And I was like, this man, he's he's on the edge, darling. He's on the edge and not of glory. He's on the edge of no, something else. Of something. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I was pretty offended by the tone that he was you know having with me but it's all right we move we move but do you know what I love I love that you had to have that conversation because that is like the most adult thing like having to call about your fucking electricity oh my goodness you know I've lived in share homes and then you know the last two years I wasn't living in a share home but this is the first time I've like lived in a home where I'm responsible for like the rent I'm not sending it to somebody else who sends it to the real estate responsible for like you know the electricity like organizing all that and 
it's actually insane how many arguments I've gotten with real estate agents and house owners, like the homeowners, just about, you know, such small things, but it's just people don't like to be challenged by women, you know? Mm-hmm. It's always like lots of dealing with men and yeah, they just really don't like it. They think I'm just going to be all soft and sweet, but you know, I'm not trying to live in darkness, darling. <laughs> you know, you got to find your light. You got to find the light, exactly. Mm. And how is yeah. lockdown life for you? Um, it's very much up and down. You know, I have my good days, I have my bad days. Um, I feel like last lockdown, I was thriving. Everything was stunning. I was like, this is my break. I'm resting. You know, looking after myself. This one was really hard for me to sort of ease into because I guess, you know, we were kind of getting back into the groove of like normal life, you know, working regularly, regularly, um, you know, going out, seeing our friends, you know, starting to really do normal stuff. And then it kind of just like in a split second, just like got taken away. Um, so that was kind of a shock to my system, but I'm feeling a lot better. Um, the first week was really rough. And then, you know, I've just started, you know, um, channeling my creativity and playing with my my wardrobe, playing with my makeup looks. Um, I feel like that's my way of um, finding joy in this in this moment. Mm, good for you. Yeah, we've got another four weeks. I'm like, R.I.P. Darling, my birthday's going to be in lockdown as well. Oh no, was it in lockdown? No, it wasn't in lockdown last year. It was just like a small thing. It was like you could have ten people. Oh, of course. My goodness. Mm. Honestly, I, I was like, we're, we were so close. Hopefully by end of August, though, I guess we have like a little bit more freedom, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I hope so. So today we're going to talk about toxic relationships mm. and red flags. Darling, something that we both know a lot about. Unfortunately, oh I wish goodness. we didn't, but we do. We do. We've had to do the work. We ran so everyone else could fly. Wow. How is that for deep? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I know the answer to this, but tell us, tell the listeners, have you ever been in a toxic relationship? Absolutely, darling. Um, I, so my last toxic relationship, I've been in like a toxic relationship relationship and then toxic like situationships you know Mm. where we're hanging out but it's not official um but basically they were so linked to each other because you know I was in a toxic relationship in 2019 um 2018 2019 and you know coming out of that I just was repeating the same pattern over and over and dating people who just weren't right for me and didn't treat me the way that I deserve to be treated um so I have been in a toxic relationship Mm, and how or when did you realize it was toxic because when you're in it it's hard to see right oh my goodness absolutely it took me a really long time to realize how toxic it was obviously when I was in my toxic relationship so we were together for about six months um and you know, it was very intense because we lived together. I feel like when you live with um, somebody that you're, you know, seeing, it escalates everything so much more. Um, 
basically we lived together and you know things started to come out slowly but I just thought it was normal I just thought you know especially when you come like have trauma as a child in terms of like relationships and seeing broken relationships you think like people fighting is normal and Mm -hmm. you know all that stuff is just it means you love each other you know but for me I didn't really realize it was toxic until I guess a few months later when I was in it I was obsessed I was you know I just adored the person that I was with and did wanted to do anything and everything for them um and didn't realize that I was being completely mistreated I just thought I was a bad partner or that I wasn't good enough for them and then coming out of it I was like wow I actually was an incredible partner to them mm-hmm. and I actually deserved so much better and the what they were doing was completely projecting their trauma onto me and you know it was it was toxic you know so it took me a few months before I really started to grasp just how deep it was and also how much it was rooted back into my own personal trauma and how I, my unhealthy, like um, my unhealthy understanding of relationships caused me to, you know, stay in the relationship that I was in. Mm. And what made you leave? to be honest, I didn't leave. I didn't leave. Um, it just, it ended because it ended really badly. You know, I didn't want it to, I never wanted it to end. Um, it took a lot of people, you know, it took one really big fight and then it took a lot of people basically telling me this is, he's got to leave. He can't stay. You know, it took my mom getting involved. Mm, When mom gets involved, you know, it's real. It's real. You know, like you're still an adult, but if your mom gets involved, that shit is like intense, you know? Yeah. You know, we had broken up and we were still living together and I still had so much hope that I could make it work. I was like, if I change, if I try harder, if I do this, if I do that, And then, you know, he kind of just was like, I don't want you. And um, basically I was just kept working and working to try and fix it. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't even leave myself. It took, you know, him having to get kicked out by my mom for, (laughs) for anything to happen, you know, (laughs) live for that. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you, Honestly, I have so much respect for that because that's a real protector right there. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, let's discuss. I found this article that had eight signs for red flags of a toxic relationship. And when I was reading them, I was like, yes, this feels like relationship relationship is in like intimate partner, but it also Mm -hmm. feels like friendship, but let's, let's go through the list. Okay. So number one Mm -hmm. is you justify their bad behavior. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something that we've both done you know, I, I know I've, I can think about friends that I've done this for in particular, mm-hmm. you know, when you try and like, someone says to you, oh, why did they talk like that? Or why did they do that? That wasn't right. And you go, oh no, but da, 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 even though you know, it's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely justify de- We definitely justify their behavior. I think also because we're, you know, always trying to find, trying to be empathetic and stuff like that. We're always like, you know, especially as women who, are so focused on growth and healing we're like you know they have trauma and this and that and like you know they can't help it um 
but yeah, definitely. Mm. Okay. Number two, they don't talk through issues. And like, I've been here quite recently. Yeah. (laughs) And Mm. I tell you what, it's hard because especially if they raise the issue, but then they don't want to talk through it. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. where do we go from here? Honestly, I feel like that one is a a huge struggle, Um, especially when dating like cis men. They Mm. don't really want to talk about their feelings, especially men of color, you know, um, because they're taught to suppress that. They're taught that that's weakness. And I guess that makes it really difficult when you are in a relationship and you're trying to communicate your needs and your wants um, with somebody and they just don't have the capacity to even be able to do that because they've never been able to do that before. Um, But yeah, that one is a big one because Be, like the one thing with relationships that I've learned so much about is that communication is huge. And if you can't even communicate, then you're never going to be able to actually work together because even when you fight, it's you working against the issue. It's not you two fighting against each other, you know, mm. really that. So it's like you have to communicate the issue and work towards it. But if you can't even communicate, you're not going to get anywhere. Literally. And sometimes people feel more comfortable in their pain, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, moving through your pain means you have to really face it and go through it and relive it, whatever it may be. And that in itself is painful. It's Mm. uncomfortable. You know, you have to, you know, look at all the parts of yourself that aren't beautiful and aren't perfect and really need work. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Number three, they're constantly mm-hmm. testing your boundaries. Have you had that? Um, I'm trying to think. So I don't really, in terms of, because when I was, you know, um, seeing people who were pretty toxic, mm-hmm. I didn't have any boundaries. So I don't even think that they were testing them because I had none. Mm. I was very vulnerable. I was very like, trying to just please other people all the time. And I literally had not one boundary for myself, for my heart, for looking, you know, out for myself. Um, So I don't even, I don't really know, but I don't doubt that they would test your boundaries. Mm, That's a really good point. Like I think having boundaries and knowing your boundaries is a sign of evolution and like a sign of self-worth. 100%, 100%. Yeah, and people who, you know, abusers and people who prey on people and use people in relationships, they can see that you don't have boundaries or that your boundaries are weak and they will absolutely work that. I think they definitely test it a little bit as well when they first get to know you um, and they're very perceptive Mm. as to whether you have boundaries or not. Um, Mm. Honestly, I feel like with abuse, abusive people, it's like a subconscious thing. Mm. They don't even they're doing it but it's just like then their natural behavior um to when they're preying on people they're not even thinking i'm gonna pray on this person let me test this 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 that's just their norm you know okay number four they have a massive sense of entitlement oh shit (laughs) (laughs) period exactly (laughs) oh my lord oh my lord i know absolutely have so much entitlement they they think they're obviously entitled to your energy 
they think that they're better than you know the person that they're with yeah that's the um, thing they think that they're better that than you better. yeah oh, and absolutely they, and they're always the ones who's like do you know like who who else wants to be with me you're like yes what? no one no one yeah. I'm the fool who's I been sucked somebody in. better than you you know very that language you know terrible it's really horrible but yeah again like it's funny because I feel like abusers have big egos they have really big egos but they're also very 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 insecure mm. so that's why they are like that you know it's very much like trying to um I guess build themselves up because you know deep down inside there's there's sadness and mm. they have to talk shit <laughs> That's it. Okay, number five, something that sticks me in my bloody heart and soul and spirit. Something in your gut feels wrong. I tell you what, my gut always tells me. My gut says, Aisha, reverse. Oh, my God. If anyone's gut tells them, it's your gut, girl. It's your gut. My gut is fighting for its motherfucking life, and I'm out here ignoring the poor bastard. You're out here with these psychic guts, honestly. Oh, and you know what? My gut always tells me weeks before, months before, and then it takes me that long to call it off because my head doesn't want to believe it. My heart doesn't want to believe it. It happens to the best of us. It's actually insane. And that's something that it's you have to really work through. But fucking hell, absolutely. Your gut will tell you. The way when I was in my um, abusive relationship, I was just, I would get be sitting at work in the middle of the day and all of a sudden having the most intense heart palpitations. Yes. The most intense heart palpitations for no reason. I'd just be sitting there minding my business and all of a sudden my heart would just like boom, 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 boom. Like, I, like my body was just not okay and it could sense everything before, you know, I could which is crazy I was just very unwell Mm. and it's just not a good feeling but you know it's it's what we it's these red flags as well like we often see them and we don't want to acknowledge them because we want to believe that they're better or that we're wrong or like give someone a second chance and unfortunately the gut is always right the gut really is like you know she's the second brain she is you know I feel like Sometimes we don't want to listen to our heads um, Mm. and our bodies or, you know, something else will tell us. And Mm. obviously it's, it's very difficult to make moves on that, but yeah, she, our bodies can sense it. It's true. Okay. Number six, which I know we can both relate to. Everything is about them. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (gasps) If someone doesn't ask you how that, how you are, delete block everything every single thing like if you do something wrong it's why didn't you think of me before you did this but it's like on there yeah exactly what even is wrong yeah like what do you mean but also like I am also my own person and I also have to think about myself as well so can't always be thinking of you before I breathe it's very much like that like I like I said it's like very ego-based when you're abusive so everything is about you and everything feels either like an attack or you know you have to do everything right by that person yep 
but it's never it's never a mutual respect and understanding it's usually only that person mm. and if you make that person feel like disrespected or uncomfortable or unhappy then it comes down hard on you mm-hmm. and it's like relationships are give and take not take and take or give and give okay number seven. Oh, this one grinds my gears doll Mm-hmm. they are overly critical about their previous partners i tell you what if a man ever says to you or you know whoever you're with maybe not a man if someone ever says to you oh yeah that bitch was crazy block delete block delete i will never believe anyone's it's a lie they're trying to you know i, I just feel like why do you need to downgrade somebody like that you know um calling them crazy when a that we don't know that person mm-hmm. and b why do you think they're crazy did you make them crazy mm-hmm. and no it's like we always know we're only getting half of the story oh absolutely and it's funny because it can go that way or it can go the other way where it's like very much like me and my last partner it was the best relationship ever you know well it's like okay well why aren't you with them very that, very that, darling. But they use that as a tool to manipulate you and to make you feel like shit. Absolutely, absolutely, mm. yeah. Okay, number eight, this is the last one. You are constantly mm-hmm. denied, criticised or dismissed by them. And let me tell you what, I haven't, I haven't been denied or criticised, but I've been dismissed and I tell you what, it feels like pure shit. It's painful. It's actually, that. that's the one that I feel like, when you're in an abusive relationship, you experience more than anything. Like you experience being denied and criticized and dismissed constantly. And that's, you know, that's what I felt pretty much the whole time in my relationship. You know, obviously there were good moments, but like for all that that was beautiful, there was so much of that. And that's the part that really, that's the part that affects you so deeply that takes a long time for you to heal from mm. you know mm. That's the, because you start to believe all the things that they say all the criticisms you believe you're not worthy that and not worthy for anyone you know mm. Mm. Um, and trying to I guess build back your sense of worth and you know your sense of self after that is it's a journey it's a journey it's a journey do you have a, a recommendation for the listeners who maybe are experiencing something like this or maybe think that they are like something that they could read mm-hmm. or listen to or do? For me, I remember, you know, coming out of my breakup. I, I mean, there's so many different things you can do. Being in it is very difficult, mm. you know, um, it's such a process. And, you know, there's a lot of back and forth. You might, it might end and then you might go back and it might end. But like, I feel like if you surround yourself with re- a really good support system, eventually when you do leave, you will be able to heal and nurture yourself back to really loving yourself again and, you know, finding yourself and feeling so much better, you know, because I guess when you come out of those relationships, you don't feel like you have any hope or, you know, no one could ever love you or you'll, you know, just so many different things, but it is so possible to rebuild yourself, but just make sure you have a really incredible support system, like with your friends and family around you. 
also to be fair like to be honest you know trying to understand because I feel like each situation is unique um when I was would go on Instagram there was a lot of different pages about like different types of abuse um and it kind of helps you understand what you were going through and maybe also helps you understand why you tolerated certain behaviors um also I guess 100 going to therapy um afterwards talking to somebody um and trying to understand it also very necessary therapy or um, therapist or a counselor I don't really didn't really read any books about it um just lots of books about I guess rebuilding your your self-worth mm. because that's the thing you do the most it's not even you don't lose the relationship you 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 lose yourself and that's the thing that you have to work on and spending quality time with yourself 100% is very important and being able to learn to be on your own before you venture out into being in romantic relationships again because you have to connect with yourself again and be in a really solid relationship with yourself before you allow other people to come through because it is a vulnerable time after coming out of those relationships and you just don't want to attract the same type of energy that you've just Mm. um, gotten rid of Mm. beautiful words beautiful advice thank you Basha so lovely to talk to you again yeah so lovely to talk to you (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to another episode of No Offence But. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have, please like, review, share, subscribe and hit that download button. You know the drill. You can find out more information on Basha and her fabulous work in the show notes. You can find Blackbird's details in the show notes. You can find me in the show notes. And darling, let me tell you this. If you are in a toxic relationship in any way, shape or form, you don't need it. You don't need them. There is so much love and support there for you. Just tap into your own self-worth, tap into your own self-love and know that you can do this. Have a fabulous, fabulous week and I will talk to you again next week. Bye.